guys and welcome back to She Became What. I'm so excited to have started recording again for this series. We've got lots of talented guests. I've already got myself loads of advice and tips from them all. So I can't wait to share that with yourselves. Um, I also can't wait for the episodes to be released now bi-weekly. So make sure you are signed up to the podcast and all the different platforms you can be the first to listen to the next episodes um, and without further ado i am really excited for you to meet our first guest back the very wonderful and talented eva slevin coleman let's give a bit of an introduction to yourself Hi, Holly. Thanks for having me on. Um, delighted to be here. I think what you're doing is really great. Uh, she became what I feel is going to do very well. Uh, it's something we've all been calling out for as women um, within um, within business. But quick yes, intro yeah. on myself. Um, I've worked within the HR area um, for the last 25 years. Don't like saying that. Makes me feel old. <laughs> um, uh, mainly within the IT uh, world. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want me to go into a history at this stage or not, but um, mainly within the IT world and um, have always kind of had uh, roles that have been involved in people, culture, HR. I'm not your typical HR police uh, manager, um, as well you know. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit different to most, I think. Um, bit of a disruptor and um, a, a very straight talker. Um, and I feel, you know, well, obviously within reason, I'm always kind. But, um, you know, I think I've always been a little bit different when it comes to HR. And, and I think that's, that's something I've enjoyed being able to bring my own personality into this type of role as well. Um, and I feel like it's really important these days for us to be straight talking about particular roles and help everybody else that's looking to grow within those roles too. Definitely. And some of the key things I love doing is mentoring and helping others grow. There's nothing more thrilling for me than to watch my team grow and do well um, because that shows that shows mm -hmm. me that I'm doing well too. Right. So. Doing definitely. Um, mm -hmm. So what is your official job title at the moment? I am Head of People and Culture and I work for a company called Beyond Retail, uh, which mm -hmm. is an online retail company, e-commerce company. Um, so a little bit different, uh, not core IT, obviously enough, yeah. because they have their own products that they um, sell online. Um, and it's all based around uh, kitchen, bathroom and all that side of things. But mm -hmm. it is very IT focused as well because we are an online business um, yeah. and an online retail business. Um, we have a large um, trade customer base as well as one-to-one -one customers. So sure. really, really interesting time uh, to work within the online um, business. Um, yeah. And I've really enjoyed, I, I've only just been in this role for the last I think it's six weeks, so yeah. I'm very new still, but I've really enjoyed it so far. The team are great, and um, yeah, I think we're, we're already beginning to do some really interesting things. Um, they're on a, a massive growth trajectory at the moment in, in Beyond, and um, that's the bit I love. That's that's yeah. my sweet sweet spot always. Um, I love that growth, and I love the energy that comes with it. And, um, yeah, we're all pushing forward. And you for sure. For sure. Um, so what, what what does your role comprise of day to day? 
Uh, every every single day is different. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I suppose, leading the people and culture strategy for Beyond Retail. Um, yeah. And because we are in growth mode at the moment, there's lots of things to do to improve and enhance our, our culture. It's a really lovely environment already. People are very kind, good to each other, supportive. Um, you know, even the day that's in it today, International Women's Day, I put a call out yesterday afternoon to see if anyone would like to bring their um, photos um, to the Aww. fore um, yeah. and I got a fantastic response so very yeah. very you know deep-rooted community with some really lovely values and um, we're in, unusual in terms of some of our values as well uh, they're kind of very straight-talking values and we're real believers in it's you know it's 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 not where you've come from it's the work that you do um, and this really really resonated with me when I was even interviewing for this position um, because that that's what this position is all about it's encouraging people and helping them grow and it doesn't really matter whether they've gone to university yeah, whether they've come yeah, straight yeah. in after school whether yeah. you know no matter where they've come from or you know what areas they've gone it really just does not matter um, and what's more the, important sorry oh. go ahead as long as you've got the talent and the drive to exactly um, right exactly right if we can see that talent that drive and the personality um yeah. shining through that's that's what you know has got us further i feel as well you know and you can very much see that uh, you know in the ethos within the business and i'm already seeing yeah. it even though i'm still reasonably new <laughs> yeah. start, we're starting to see the culture and how everybody works together yes. which is, you know that's a huge thing you, you tend to find a lot out about business in the first couple of weeks when you join that don't you so um absolutely i always <laughs> feel like you know we should try and you know those first few weeks when you join yeah. you have that clarity um, and yeah. That you're you're looking on at something rather than being deeply involved in something, and I always kind of remind myself try and keep a little bit of that clarity as time goes on because when you're driving a HR business forward or when you're driving yes. an overall team forward and a business forward from a, a people and culture perspective, it's good to be able to look from the outside in sometimes as well and just go, yes. are we really getting it? Is that where we're going? Is that what we're yes. doing? Are we doing the right thing? So I just love that clarity at the start of a role as well. Really yes. helps. Brilliant. And so what part of your role do you enjoy the most at the moment? Oh, it has to be, you know, the people interactions. I think, you know, when you work in people and culture, it's access all areas. So yeah. I'm really, really lucky. I get to work with every single department in the business. Um, and I suppose not everybody does that, depending on the department yeah. they work in. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I just love working with the heads of the business and the leaders of the business to plan and, you know, look forward in terms of the way we want the business to look in a year's time. And, you know, and that's planning from a recruitment perspective. It's planning from our internal community perspective and just driving that culture forward and, and all of the good culture that we have already enhancing that and pushing it forward. I just love all that bit. <laughs> Fab. <laughs> um, and what top skills do you think someone would need to be successful in your field or role? Well, you know, what's interesting there, Holly, is um, I, I didn't go the, uh, you know, typical route into HR yeah. really either. I um, I left school. I did business studies for a time. I did, did a diploma in business studies, but then um, decided to go out working and complete my HR degree at night. Yeah. Um, and I, 
you know, obviously some people go the traditional route and they do a HR degree and then they, you yeah. know, did spend four years doing that and three to four years doing that and then they move in. But I, I do feel there's lots of different ways you can approach this role. Um, yeah. There's no one size fits all. And, you know, it's the same for any role, really, isn't it? You know, it shouldn't be just the standard approach like don't ever I would always say to anyone I mentor don't ever worry about you know what you've done already think about what you need to do to get there that's yes. what's more important so I think you know what I would say skills for a HR role and a, a people and culture role obviously you have to love people you're kind of yeah. in trouble if you don't <laughs> I want to look after them it's not going to do well is it exactly <laughs> brilliant and um, I suppose, why did you end up selecting the career path that you are on? Well, you know, it's funny, actually, because I, I thought I really wanted, when I was in school, I thought I wanted to do law. I thought yeah. I'd make a fantastic lawyer. And... <laughs> And then I realized very quickly indeed uh, when I was doing business studies that I absolutely yeah. hated the law module, <laughs> business yeah. studies. So I thought, right, well, maybe that's not the way I want to go. <laughs> and, you know, my, my dad passed away many, many years ago now when I was 19. So he passed when I was too young for sure. But, you know, he used to always say to me, Emer, make sure you work with people because you have an awful lot of things to say all the yeah. time oh, <laughs> so he said just make sure you work with people and and yeah. you know I've taken his ethos in life as well really you know I mean he he's the one who came up with the phrase um well certainly in our house he did I'm sure he's not the one who brought it originally but yeah. um he used to always say we all live under the same stars and oh, I, I used to always think that's amazing and that yeah, started me really getting interested in you know equity diversity and inclusion you know it's yeah. just so very important and so from an early stage I suppose I started that so so ultimately I think you know yeah people skills and I have a good friend um I have a good friend Alison Tierney who um myself and herself started studying um HR at night as I said uh, yeah. originally when we were both working together we're still friends now and really? um she used to always say to me you know Emer I'm more on the numbers side but you're really very much on the fluffy side yeah <laughs> and by that she meant the people side so interestingly yeah. enough she's now head of compensation and benefits all of the numbers um, and, and, and I'm head of people and culture so there you go it, uh, it worked out well in the end <laughs> well it is fascinating people can be so different but so alike at the same time so yeah. um, it's it is fascinating to get to see you know a culture put together and actually mm -hmm. really see that grow and and see those people really enjoy that culture and love the place that they work you know it can be very rewarding I'm sure very much um, so so a couple of more personal questions now. How do you tend to manage your work-life balance? I think what I do around work life is I just remember the the phrase do what works yeah. um, because I don't believe there's any rule book I really don't uh, I think everyone's setup is different um, I have three kids um, yeah. although although two of the they're all teenagers and adults now <laughs> anyway um, yeah. but you know I think you just do what works ultimately you know and, and get through it I think uh, looking on at others and how others tend to do it can be quite detrimental 
detrimental and you know beating yourself up that you're not like the perfect maybe the perfect mom or you haven't made the perfect yeah. dinner or you you know you haven't quite got it together from a work perspective in one of the mornings because you've had a dreadful school run or yeah. you know and I think that we're terribly hard on ourselves as women and yeah. we beat ourselves up terribly and I think yes. the thing to do is just remember there is no rule book. So yeah. do what it takes to get through your day. And, yeah, whatever you that know, is, whether it's family time or whether it's work time, yeah. you just have to prioritize. Exactly prioritize right. Day by yeah. day. Exactly. And, and, you know, congratulate yourself at the end of the day, because, you know, when you have and I remember it when the kids were small, you know, when you have three small kids, you're trying to hold down a career, you're trying to move along, you're trying to push through in your career as well and do well. You know, there's an awful lot of um, things that you have to take into account in your life, um, yeah. you know, and you're, you're constantly battling with that timeline. But but at the end of the day, just, you know, have that cup of tea and that chocolate or whatever yeah. and just go. A job well done you know I got through the day and that was the main thing <laughs> yeah, exactly. you managed it got through. yeah yeah yes. nobody um, nobody died no it's fine <laughs> absolutely fine um and what skills or life lessons from your personal experiences um do you apply to your professional life I think, uh, as I referenced earlier, I feel like that whole we all live under the stars phrase, yeah. um, I absolutely love it because I think I've carried that through into life and work life. And, you know, it gave me the ethos to always understand how we're, we're all on different journeys in our career paths. And yeah. when I mentor others now, I, I always kind of speak about how there's no straight line. There's no straight yeah. line. There's no straight yeah. path under those stars. We're just yeah. all going the right way for us. Yes. Um, they have a lovely phrase in Ireland which says, <laughs> if it's for you, it won't pass you. Brilliant. And I truly, truly believe that. So, you know, wherever you are on that journey, that career journey, you will end up where you're supposed to be. It yeah. just mightn't happen as quickly as you wanted to or, yeah. as you know, as obviously as you wanted to. But it will happen yeah. in the end. Have faith, I would say, and in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, and that's something, you know, I've had to teach myself because we're very hard on ourselves as women, as I said. And sometimes we've got to believe in ourselves a little bit too you know and just go hang on a minute I can do this I've got Definitely. this and yeah. just push through and I think in as obviously you grow your age mm. unfortunately you know priorities in your life can change as well so you know what you wanted when you're 25 or 35 mm -hmm. or 45 can all be very different and it's yeah. okay to accept at any one point that your priorities have changed you may be not as interested um, in the financial reward now you're looking for more flexibility things like that it's okay to um you know accept those changes but also recognize them as you grow in throughout your career as well definitely yeah you're so right and you can liken that to to the career path we were just yeah. talking about you know and the fact that there are stops along the way and there are things that you need to do for yourself as well and you know there's just no straight line it just yeah. you have to you have Look to kind of <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> plenty of crossroads <laughs> yeah exactly it'd be quite boring if it was just a straight line anyway isn't wouldn't it, it? exactly yeah. exactly who wants that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so what's the best book you've ever read Emma? 
you know, I have a, I definitely have a book that I, it's my go-to Bible, and it's called The Fearless Organization, and it's by Amy Edmondson. And oh. Amy is a Harvard University, I think, journalist, and um, she just she writes so well. I feel and and writes all about you know. Um, the whole trust factor and making sure that your organization is, you know, everyone trusts each other, that they're kind to each other, that, you know, and it's, she's really all about promoting that positivity. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that because I, I do feel organizations that, you know, are fearless and, and don't, you know, they're not concerned about any repercussions if they try and do some good things. Um, yeah. And there, you know, an organization that doesn't have, um, kind of nasty politics going on they will yeah. always be more successful always oh, and yeah. I think that's why she's kind of my go-to writer she's written a couple of books but the fearless organization particularly for me was was definitely a, a profound book for me and, and I go back yeah, to it time yeah. and time again she talks a lot about psychological safety and okay. you know ensuring that the people in your team feel safe enough to come to you as a manager, for example, and talk to you about their challenges, and that you knowing that in like no that them knowing that you will have that support attitude back to be able to support them and bring them forward. And I'm I'm very much a believer in that, particularly for women in the organisations yeah. as well in business. Like we we need to support each other and bring each other through. And you can't do that unless there's a psychological safety there that you're not afraid to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm having a problem today. Is there any chance you can give me a help with this or a hand with this or advise me on how to go forward and and I think that's the way I, I suppose I've always worked as a manager to be that open um you know the open book really that they can come yeah. to me for anything at all any team can um and I really feel it's very important you know and it's something I've definitely felt from beyond where I am now beyond retail yeah. They've definitely got some strong psychological safety nets there, which is fantastic because it, it yeah, just shows well, it helps people move and grow and be successful. We can ask those questions, or you know, if, if you're looking for you know a new career opportunity, or you're even looking to move into a different role from the role that you're in, if you do feel that you have that safety net, you can ask those questions. Whereas in a lot exactly. of organizations, you feel too worried to maybe ask that or you don't know how that would be perceived or go down so creating an open and honest culture in a business is yeah. fantastic which you know yeah. there's a lot of businesses that still don't have that I know they really don't and you know I, I think you know if you are in a business that that you you don't feel um that you're able to speak up or 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 go to your manager maybe maybe look within and say to yourself is this really the right business for me because yeah. you know you need that to be able to grow or what I always say to people as well is you know find your tribe if you don't yeah. have a manager that's supportive find others that will be you know yeah. and yeah. and find you know, if, if if particularly if you're a woman in business, find other women, find a network of women within your business that you can have open and frank conversations with in terms of some of the challenges you have and within your career path. And before you know it, you know, they'll be very, very supportive. I was really lucky in the early days when I, I started working with Fujitsu. Um, you know, yeah. the, there was a lot of strong women in the organization at the time. And that was way back when. But, you know, the likes of Erica Deacon and Jean Bard and 
Maria Rooney. Yeah. They've all gone on. They're all over the world now. You know, we're yeah. still in touch. But at the same time, we were very lucky at that moment in time we had each other. So yeah. even if people didn't have managers that were doing what they needed to do for them, we had each other and we propelled each other forward and I'll never forget that for sure and you know it, it's always been the way any organization I've ever worked in yeah I've always sought to find my tribe as they say yeah. you know find, but, find your team within within yeah. a team in essence don't you exactly. and I think surrounding yourself with those positive people that can you can lean on you know as, as they're exactly. progressing you progress as well so um, yeah exactly people isn't it yeah. And I think around around leadership, I would say the book I'm reading at the moment actually is yeah. How to Lead with Purpose. It's a new book out. Um, yeah. It's uh, written by, he calls himself the Gloves Off Mentor. His name yeah. is Liam Black. He's a very straight talking Irish English man uh, <laughs> who, says, who says it just, just as it is really, says it yeah. just like it is. And uh, I know Liam, I've worked with him in the past and a couple of... Um, initiatives and um uh, yeah he's a really great guy but very very straight talking and it just helps you avoid those leadership mistakes and and, and make better decisions really so really good book it's a quite a small book and easy to get through and a fantastic read you feel like you're in the in the room with liam at the time oh. so yeah I'll it's really good that. i'll have to add that to my collection i tell you what after all of these podcasts i've got Probably about eight books now that I need to get We're going to be amazing though once it's finished, that's for sure, definitely. Um, a holiday for about a week and just get through all those books. Get through them all. I need to get myself a holiday and buy them all. Um, one last personal question, Ema. How do you hope people feel when they're around you? That's a great question. I think I would like to think that people would feel um, enabled, yes. um, you know, and that they feel that I would support them and, you know, they would feel happy around me as well. I'm, I'm a positive person. I will always yes. seek to find the good in things um, yeah. and, you know, hopefully happy and, yeah, I, and supported, I suppose. They're the two key things for me. Um, yeah. What's super important for me is trust and, you know, being kind. Um, yeah. And all too often in business, we see the other side of that. Um, yeah, and cool. I think that's a terrible shame because I don't think you need to work like that no matter what the environment is. I feel like if you bring your true self to work, your genuine yeah. self to work, that you will be more successful within that role ultimately. And if you're not, mm -hmm. then maybe ask questions about where you are rather than yeah. you yourself, you know. But hopefully people feel a, a belief in themselves. Um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a massive supporter of, of both women in business and, and in fact all genders in business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I would like to think that I can have an impact on on, on people's uh, careers for the better, um, given, given my job, obviously enough. Some of that is to ensure that people are growing within their career and they're doing, um, you know, they're doing well, they're feeling happy in their jobs um, and that they're getting up in the morning and feeling happy to go into work. And and hopefully, hopefully I, I'm helping people to, to feel like that. I definitely think you will be and um, you know you strike me as a very positive person and I think positive people attract positive people and um, so I'm sure that rubs off on a lot of people 
And well, thank um, you, Holly. It takes one to know one. It takes one to know one. You're a very positive as well. And <laughs> um, so, going on to some more career-related questions, um, how do you push for systemic change around ideas that are new or maybe not that popular? Yeah, I think with change, the key for me with change is always both partnership and communication. Yeah. Those two things absolutely have to be present. You know, people, I feel like people need to understand why the change is a good thing and how yeah. they're going to benefit from it. And I think once that's communicated, think of it, I suppose, a little bit like a sales pitch. Yeah. Um, but better almost, because if you do it correctly, it brings all the teams together in your community. Um, yeah. But, you know, explaining to people the why behind things is really very important when you are trying to instigate change. Because, you know, if you try and push through something that's, that's very big, but people don't really understand what it's all about, then yeah. they're not going to be an ally. They're not going to come along on the journey. Yeah. Um, whereas if you communicate openly, explain everything that's going on and show why it's really going to have a positive effect on your either organization or on their department or on them as an individual, then yeah. I think, you know, you've got that holy grail then. You can really start pushing forward with things because people are with you. They understand, um, you know, who whoever thought that you'd need sales skills in a HR role, right? But they <laughs> yeah. do help. Yeah, it's the, it's the art of negotiation, I think, a lot. Exactly. Definitely. Um, and what is, leading on from that, what would you say is the best way to negotiate a salary um, uh, as well. <laughs> that's a such a hot topic for everyone I talk to right yeah anyone anyone who knows me listening to this will know that I'm all about the value prop all about yeah. the value proposition being able to showcase and differentiate your talents yeah. you know if you're in a negotiating salary it's a good idea to understand what's important to your business and your team yeah. and your manager um, yeah. And then you're halfway there and then understanding how you're going to promote you in that equation. That's next. Yeah. So understanding what's important to the business, where's the business going and what yeah. are you bringing to the equation that's going to help the business get there? Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you're going asking for a, a salary increase, ultimately, hope this doesn't come back to bite me now after my whole team <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> Don't listen to you, really. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I do feel, though, being able to showcase why you're, you know, differentiate yourself ultimately, you know, and it's like going for a new job as well. You yeah. need to show how you're going to bring positivity and why, you know, it should be almost, you know, a given that you should be given this salary increase and, yeah. and just showcase the why, you know, what are you good at and how are you helping the team be more successful? And by virtue of that, how are you helping your company be more successful? Understand yeah. that and you're halfway there. Yeah, I think the huge thing is, um, a lot of the time when you're negotiating a salary, whether it's at the beginning of a new role or you're currently in a role, the business ultimately wants to see a return on investment, which can yeah. sound quite crude, but um, whether it's you're in a sales role and um, you're negotiating a salary, you know, you can obviously talk about what money you're going to bring in, but additionally, the softer side, it can be about efficiency, it can be about time saved, those things like that, it's good to have a little bit of a think about what 
return mm-hmm. on investment you can give to that business I think as well when pitching you're so right and you know be proud of it too yeah. we're terrible actually for not kind of bigging ourselves up enough either yeah. you know and I think uh, you know I'm going to go out on a limb here and I really don't mean to generalize but I do feel that women aren't as good at bigging themselves up yeah, we really you. need to believe in ourselves a little bit more and know that we are bringing a positive sit you know positivities to the equation so you know like looking back if you're going for a salary increase but you've maybe been working in a company for two or three years something like that you've got to look back and then you've got to say and showcase all the good stuff that you're proud of that you've done and it doesn't sit well with everybody some people just think oh no that sounds like I'm bragging about myself it sounds awful it's not what you're doing is you're showing your business how you've positively impacted yeah um, and as you say, that that then in, in the, from a return on investment, that's exactly what that shows, how yeah. they've actually got the return on their investing uh, by investing in you. Exactly. Um, so you could have a process that previously to you working there used to take a month for it, you know, for that to go through. Now there's a new process, only takes a week for it to go through. So mm. you can imagine how much time and effort you've saved that business. Um, so exactly. it's just about thinking about, you know, what is it you have actually done that's tangible? And then, you know, you can present that as well when you're having those discussions, I think. That's exactly right. Yep, perfect. And um, so have you ever suffered imposter syndrome? And if oh. Get through it. <laughs> oh, everyone gets this, you know. Yeah. Um, but oh. I think it's, it's really important to recognise it and to put it yeah. into perspective. So yeah. I've thought I've thought a lot about this. Um, yeah. I've seen it a lot in others that I mentor, um, and it can drive other negative behaviours. So it's really important yeah. to to recognise it at an early stage because it can drive negative behaviours like paranoia, and that yeah. can be really detrimental to people in their careers. Um, yeah. So I think it's all about, and it's just as we've been talking about there. It's focusing on your worth. Um, yeah. Why did you get that role in the first place? And yeah. any successes you've had so far, and you know like slapping yourself on the back and saying well you know what I have done well here and I did get this role and I've brought some successes to the business so far but you know also I feel as employers we're also responsible for ensuring that our employees don't feel this way Um, and they're not feeling this imposter syndrome you know and by encouraging them and supporting them this will hopefully happen less and less I feel you know um in the bad days, I always, I always say, even to myself, if I'm experiencing it, I'm think, I think to myself, just remember, nobody yeah. woke up today and said to themselves, I'm going in to make Emer's life really hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one, no yeah. one ever did that. No, definitely not. And if they you did, know. they'd be a wicked person anyway. So it Exactly right. And yeah. you'll probably find that the ones that put others down have yeah. an even worse imposter syndrome. Um, and they're in fact really underconfident and so what we should do is actually feel sorry for them that's a much better emotion than beating ourselves up about it and feeling like an imposter exactly so I would say remember your worth and keep driving it home and keep telling yourself how brilliant you are um because you know there's a reason that you're in this job in the first place yeah and those people around you have got that belief in you so you just need to have it in yourself don't you exactly right exactly Um, right so as a woman, how do you stay mindful of who's at the table when recruiting? 
I think, you know, a skill is obviously really important. Of course it yeah. is. And depending on the role itself, it's, it's really important. But yeah. equally, you know, the person has to match, I suppose, the ethos and has to be a good fit with the organization. And yeah. fit means different things to different people. And, you know, some organizations, a good fit is somebody who starts at six o'clock in the morning and finishes at midnight and et cetera, et cetera. That's not fit. Yeah. You know, no. that's absolutely not. That's just that's insanity. But it does happen. It does yeah. happen a lot. You know, yeah. to me, it's more cultural than that. It's understanding. Yeah the culture of your organization and then matching up that person to that, you know? So, um, you know, for example, within Beyond Retail, we're a very straight talking organization. We say it as it is and people are very supportive and extremely kind. So yeah. that's the kind of traits we're looking for in people as well. Hard working, yeah. but you know, trustworthy. And it's a very high trust level and beyond as well. So, yeah. you know, your time is your own ultimately and you are trusted to get the job done. And it's all about the deliverables, not the time yes. spent. Um, yeah. And I think, Sorry, go on, Holly. It's, it's okay. I was going to say it's such a grown-up um, approach, you know, to business these days. A lot of mm. companies will micromanage you um, to an inch of your life, which isn't, you know, conducive for a lot of people. But at the end of the day, what you actually produce is going to determine whether you're actually yeah. working hard or not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Brilliant. Um, and earlier you were talking about... Um, cultivating you know a safe place within business how is there any tips that you could pass over to the audience on how to cultivate a, a safe place for people within an organization i would say you know i mean obviously if you're a manager and you have a team um, you know, that's certainly the way to start. If you're on a team, but, you know, you're feeling you're not part of that, then I would say most definitely get your tribe together and, and, and have a good network where you're implementing that change and you're pushing it forward as well you know i think yeah. i think trust trust is is so very important and creating that that level of trust within within teams and i think some of the some of the things i would i would look at is you know look at your relationship with your team do you get on well yes. with everybody do you have regular check-ins regular one-to-ones and i'm not talking about one-to-ones where you're filling in systems and you're doing all that and you're asking certain yeah. questions it's more on a personal note do you yeah. understand everyone in your team do you know what's going on with them what's going yeah. on in their life like what, yeah. what's their challenges right now um and i think understanding that gives you more of an emotional intelligence around your team as well and you know that's a big super skill that us women have as well emotional intelligence and being able to mm -hmm. use that so yeah. trusting trusting your gut reactions and encouraging your team to trust their gut reactions as well very very important Brilliant. you know and i think yeah it's I mean, obviously, some people, you know, don't feel that they can say trust their manager or something like that in 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 organizations I've worked in previously. Yeah. And I would always say to them, find others in a network within that organization that you can trust and yeah. just have have regular 
chats with them, even yeah. if it's just a coffee and a natter for a half an hour every two weeks, but just yeah. somewhere safe that you can voice opinions and you know it's not going to go any further or have any mm -hmm. kind of detrimental effect. And I think that's where mentorship comes in as well. You know, I, I mentor quite a few people and they're not in my organization, you know, mm -hmm. people I've mentored over the years and, you know, have come from various different areas and industries and all sorts but I do feel it's nice to have a mentor I, you know it's good that you can have a, a sounding board sometimes if you're yeah. just not sure you're doing the right thing and we're all like that sometimes you know you wouldn't be human if you didn't yeah. question yourself but sometimes you need that second opinion to just kind of give the nod we have a, a thing in my team where we say it's a four-eye check uh, yeah. and that is anything that's going out I'd yeah. check it and they will whoever else on the yeah. team would check it too that there's always two people involved yeah. um and it's no different than for our own careers, you know, get an opinion from someone that you trust um, yeah. and have that safe space that you can feel you can talk and let it out and and, and discuss it through, you know, it's, it's really yeah. important. And um, you just mentioned before, obviously, you've dealt in with some businesses that, you know, you may, people maybe have had difficult managers that they've not thought that they can um, trust or maybe open up mm. to. What advice would you give to somebody who maybe is in a position where um, they're dealing with a difficult manager, they don't know what to do or who to mm. speak to? Would you advise them to go and speak to HR first or would you advise them to um, go yeah. and get advice first? What do you think would be the best I think that I think there's probably no right right way. I think yes. the thing to do is use your emotional intelligence around yes. your own organization. And if you feel that HR are open and able, you know, the right people to talk to on in that situation, for sure, there's no people more qualified to be able to yes. help you in your career path. Um, you know, it just depends on personality sometimes as well, though. Certain yes. personalities won't get on with other personalities and all of the rest. So, you know, even finding a manager in a different area that you happen to get on well with yeah. um, or or seeking out a mentor in another industry, you know, get get networking on LinkedIn. There's awesome hubs and groups on LinkedIn, um, you know, for particular um, skills or industries and all that kind of thing. And, you know, a, a lot of people would approach me from some of the networks yeah. i'm in for mentoring as well so i think that's another good safe spot to to go to you know i'm um, i've i've been i've given a number of talks to the london ladies hacking society bizarrely yeah. enough yeah. <laughs> so big <laughs> shout out to them they're in the yeah. cyber cyber yeah. security world so a little bit yeah. different to my industry right now but yeah. um you know the that's actually a, a fantastic organization for women uh, within that um, industry because the IT industry is, uh, you know, well known. It's it's more male dominated than yeah. it is female. And, you know, it's, it's getting better for sure. But, you know, little, uh, or it's not so little anymore, groups yeah. like that and group meetups like that can really help. Um, yeah. And it can help you not feel alone because I think sometimes if you have a manager that you don't feel you can go 
alone approach, it can be a very lonely experience because you feel like you can't really talk to anybody. And and that's really, that's not good, not good for your mental health either. So I would say always find somebody that you trust, whether it's in a network externally or whether it's maybe another manager in the organization. Find someone that you can trust and you can talk to about these things. That would be definitely the biggest step. Brilliant. And what do you think businesses can actually do to help support colleagues going through mental health issues? I know you just touched upon that. Oh my goodness, there's so much we can do to support really, you know, I think it's really important to have a good employee assistance program. Um, It's not just a benefit anymore, it's a given. That would yeah. be my thoughts on that matter. Um, you know, I, I like if you're sick, if you have a broken arm, you will yeah. go to the doctor and you will get medicine for it or you will get it in plaster yeah. or whatever you need to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're broken, you know, or or not feeling brilliant from a, a, a mental perspective, that's just as important, in fact, more so, because it's yeah. gonna impact on your whole life. So yeah like I say, employee assistance program, so very important, but also to ensure that, you know, there's always someone in the team or indeed within the HR side of things or people and culture teams that, um, you know, has the capability and is trained from a a mental health uh, capability as well as everything else. So that's really important too. Brilliant. And how have you ended up building your confidence and I suppose resilience over the course of your career? I think the biggest thing for me has always, uh, you know, and we, we touched on it earlier on, it's it's finding your tribe. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like reaching out to people and working with them. I, I've been incredibly lucky. Like I say, the very, very beginning of my career in Fujitsu, I, I made a fantastic network there and a lot of us are still in touch now, you know, but throughout my career, even, you know, just even thinking of other organizations that I've worked for, the likes of, say, Sparta Global, um, Cindy Sharman, Annabelle Price, Gaia (laughs) Crusoe, all did, Seda Neoclas, you know, they all did amazing work from a women in business and still do from a women in business perspective and also from an EDI perspective. But they're incredibly supportive individuals. And indeed, my team now, um, incredibly supportive as well. So I guess I've always been lucky, you know, with both, you know, support overall in an organization but but female support as well is so very important I've got to refer to that haven't I given the day that's in it (laughs) but it's so very important and I I do think that that's that's helped me and I'm I'm a real advocate for you know we've got to look out for each other particularly women in business and I've always sought to find my tribe as such you know and and that's what it's all about it's important it's 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 you know having a meeting of the minds um and 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 knowing that you can rely on people that you work with is wonderful you know i i always feel the worst part of of a role is when things go wrong and you don't feel part of that and there's something happening like we were just talking about maybe your manager not supporting you or you know that there's some negativities there that's that's when you should start to question things and say okay is this the right place for me? Do you know? Do I have enough support? Are there enough people that are of the same mindset of, as myself? Does it match yeah. up? Yeah, and if it doesn't, that you know, leave. You know, go and interview elsewhere. If a company oh. isn't right and you don't feel comfortable, you know, I totally. think a lot of people can get worried that they think they, you know 
know, on the CV, it needs to look like they've stayed in a business for three years or, you know, if, yeah. you, if you've joined a new role and you've only been there six months, you don't have to stay there. You can leave. Yeah. You know, it's not right for you. There's no point staying just for the sake you think it needs to look good on your CV. It's not worth anybody's money. You are so right, Holly. Honestly, you are so right because I think, you know, the day is now gone where, you know, even me in HR, if I'm looking at CVs coming through for interview, I'm not yeah. looking to see how many or how little or how long someone stayed in a role. I'm no. looking to see what experience they have and what they've done and what, what impact they've brought. So yeah. I think we've got to get that out of our heads that you know and look I, I, I have been that person I yeah. stayed in a role I stayed in a role much longer than I should have and um, yeah. I knew after three months that it yeah. wasn't for me I'm in my gut and yeah. I, you know it's, it's back to that trusting your instinct and trusting your own emotional intelligence you yeah. know and trusting that gut reaction I knew it wasn't right for me but yeah. yet I stayed because yeah. I was worried that people would think oh god she's hopped her job again or she's yeah. doing this or like why don't be worried about what people think just be no. worried about yourself and your own career and if it's the right thing for you to do it's the right thing for you to do and your gut reaction will tell you that and it's like I said it's our superpower as women we have strong emotional intelligence and we have great gut reactions so yeah. we need to use that superpower a whole lot more I definitely agree I think you know these days, people understand that there are different cultures. You know, some people prefer to work in a more corporate business. Some people prefer, um, you know, to work in a more laid back environment where there's less micromanagement. Some people like to work with lots of structure. There's lots of different reasons why, not because exactly. of your skill set, but you don't fit into that organization. And, you know, that also comes down to interviewing and making sure you ask those relevant questions and really be honest about what you're looking for in a business as opposed to just thinking, oh, I want to move. You know, you have to make sure when you are moving, you're moving to the right role, ask those right questions. You may still lie, and you may still go inside out. Nothing that he said was correct. But, you know, try and ask those right questions to get that information further Yeah, and I think any employer, you're so right there, Holly, because any employer worth their weight, right, yeah. will know that that interview is just as much about the potential employee interviewing them as it yeah. is them interviewing the potential employee, the, the yeah. candidates, you know. I think have your questions. Don't be afraid to ask them. So many people are afraid to ask questions at interview. It's the perfect time to truly understand if this is going to be the right place for you. Um, yeah. You know, and asking questions around what their ethos is, what their culture is like, or maybe even asking for examples of how they can show that their culture is like that. Uh, yeah. You know, an example where somebody um, had um, felt psychological safety and being able to ask something, you know, and like I do feel the people that do the best at interviews are the ones that also ask the questions. I know if I end up, if I end up with a dry mouth after interviewing someone, then I think to myself, they're definitely worth talking to again because they've asked me questions and I've had to, I've been on the stand and I've had to answer them, you know. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. So to go into some more women in business questions now, do you uh -huh. ever worry that as a strong female leader, you'll intimidate men? Oh, crikey. 
These are good questions, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the kind of question that's always perplexed me, right? It's like the elephant in the room. I'm, I'm, I am certain that sadly there are men out there that you, and, and others out there that use gender as a negative differentiator. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think if used, if, if, if you use this question on men, um, yeah. would they think as a strong male leader, they'd intimidate women? Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of history around that and what we can yeah. show that they have done and time over time. Um, but it's good to see times are changing. And I would almost, I would almost turn that question on its head, actually, and yeah. say that, you know, I'd flip it on its head and say, given that today is International Women's Day, that yeah. I've worked with more positive women and male allies over my entire career than I have, you know, negative and people that felt intimidated, you know, yeah. I, I think for the most part, um, if you have good in your heart and you want to do some good within your role and you want to make an impact, that's a very positive one that will hopefully shine through and as a result, won't intimidate others. Um, I feel if it does intimidate, then perhaps they might have another agenda. Um, I think there's some really strong, you know, obviously this podcast is a women in business podcast, but there are so many strong male allies out there. I've I've actually had lots of men reach out to me about the podcast, which I was really surprised about, you know, saying how they love it, keep going, that type of thing. So um, there definitely are men out there who are really champions championing women and absolutely um and push on really so um i think we definitely are moving in the right direction um, yeah. so have obviously leading on from that have you um ever felt that you have been greeted differently um by being a female in a senior leadership role yeah, I mean, look, you know, I suppose back in the day, there was a time where I, I would go to conferences and I would walk in the room. This was well, well before COVID. And I would walk into the room and it would just be filled with mainly men. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, so I think by virtue of the fact that you are a woman in a male dominated arena, you are treated differently but I would feel like why not use that to your advantage ultimately why not say okay I'm a woman here but you know what I'm I'm still here and I'm uh, there's a reason I'm here um and and you know maybe it'll get you the chance to be heard a little bit more as well you know if you stand up to talk at a, a conference or ask a question at a conference and it's it's mainly male dominated then you're the differentiator in the room so why not yeah. use that to create more of a voice yeah definitely and um, really really good bit of advice there and um, what do you think is the most significant barrier to female leadership currently do you know i think sometimes we're our own worst enemies yeah. um I feel like, I, like I mentor a lot of women uh, in business, and and I think sometimes it's to do with the way we think or or overthink, yeah. as the case may be. You know, uh, again, yeah. I don't mean to generalize. Not everybody is like that, but you know, it, you know, you asked me about the intimidation question as well, and yeah. it kind of leads on from that. Like we have we have tools to deal 
if we have the tools to deal with and, and approach these attitudes in certain ways, then we can move further. So yeah. it can be down to communication and understanding and utilizing our own emotional intelligence as well. You know, I think always trust your gut. That's what we were saying already, you know. So I think it's a key differentiator for us being able to actually have emotional intelligence in situations, you know. Yeah, so I think that's that's pretty important. And I think we we don't we don't trust our own gut instinct enough. So it just comes back to bite us a little bit. And that's what kind of stops us from pushing forward. That's yeah. not the only reason. There's plenty more other reasons. But I do feel like, you know, uh, as women, we're empowered with a lot of positive differentiators yeah. and we need to feel, um, you know, positive about that and go, you know yeah. what, I am a woman in the room here and I am yeah. going to push forward and I am going to have myself heard. And, you know, I think I think that's really important that we believe in ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and that's what stops a lot of women. It's that belief, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's not trusting your gut, whether it's, you know, we need to we need to go beyond that and go, no, I have confidence. I'm going to push forward, even if we don't really believe it underneath <laughs> it all. Just go, just go for it. Just stay it anyway. And you'll be fine. Honestly. <laughs> um, and do you think for um, any of our male supporters out there listening, do you think there's any tips or um, advice you could give to them? on how they could help support or promote women in their businesses. Sure, I think, you know, I mean, I, I've, I see it all the time, you know, so many male allies out there. And I think, you know, the positives they bring to the equation are that supportive element. It's, yeah. you know, it's the encouragement, um, you know, particularly in managers like that they're encouraging uh, and understanding of people's setups, you know, yeah. at the earlier part of, of, of the recording here, you mentioned about work-life balance, you know, maybe yeah. even if it's just a small thing like understanding that you know jane blogs on your team needs to go to um needs to go to collect her child at three o'clock in the afternoon um yeah. you know but they'll be back within a half an hour and you know and just saying yes go don't worry it's fine you yeah. know and, and yeah. really not making people feel bad about having a life outside work ultimately you know but i think yeah. as i say so many male allies out there and 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 you know i do feel like they bring a positivity to the equation as well. They're supportive, they're encouraging, they're, you know, it, they're fantastic. And, and I think keep it up. That's what I would yeah. say, you know, because it helps women move forward. And, you know, I, I'm a real believer in you've always got to send that lift back down. Yeah. Um, so any, any men, women or otherwise that are moving yeah. up through their careers, don't forget about the people that you've worked previously with. Don't forget about the people on your team. Bring them with you. Bring yeah. them on the journey because that's how you'll get true success. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much for all your no problem. tips, Eva. I've got one final question for you before we sign off. Um, what is the best piece of advice you can give to someone moving into your field or career path currently? Mm. I would say have confidence, yes. know your worth, know yes. your strengths and play to them. 
always play to your strengths and you know believe that it's if it's for you it won't pass you as we talked about earlier yeah. um and i would say be kind trustworthy and have good mentors and above well, all just believe you can do it because you can that's fabulous advice thank you so much Ema. really appreciate it and thank you so much for giving us your time today um, for any extra bits of advice or tips, I'm sure Ema won't mind you reaching out to her on LinkedIn or to even find out a little bit more about her story. And for all of the listeners out there, our next episode of She Became What will be released in two weeks' time. So make sure you're subscribed and I will get to speak to you all soon.